Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, welcome to the studio today. Uh, one of our co-hosts, Pastor Russ Herman, is not with us, unfortunately, but we do have Pastor Jonathan and Pastor Phil in the studio. Brothers, how are you? It's a wonderful day. It's a beautiful morning to be here in studio. Yep. Yeah, we're... Uh... Glad to be here today, and uh, I, it is such a beautiful morning. I would rather, well, I would actually rather be outside, but it's still good to be here with <laughs> you guys. Thanks a lot. Yeah. With chopped liver. <laughs> um, you know, last time on the broadcast, we talked quite a bit about Black Lives Matter and what's happening culturally right now, and, you know, we're going to, our plan is to revisit that, you know, again in the future at some point, but we we really want you to have a, a calm voice on the air today. There's so much bad news out there today. Um, and oftentimes the medicine for a Christian is simply to go to the Word of God, be reminded of eternal things. And uh, this is not escapism. This is not denying the reality that's around us. This is not putting our head in the dirt. Uh, this is simply saying, okay, God, we recognize that we have no ability, no solution in ourselves. So we're going to come to your word this morning. And that's what we're doing in the book of Psalms. And we happen to be beginning the Psalms of Ascent this morning. So do one of you guys want to give us an overview on the Psalms of Ascent? Well, first of all, I'm, I'm going to let Jonathan give the overview. Maybe I can give a definition. The Psalms of Ascent, it's a, a, a book within, kind of a book within the book of Psalms. Um, and, uh, it's not one of the five book divisions, but it's, um, a series of Psalms. It's 120 through 134. They are called Psalms of Ascent because these are Psalms that were sung by the pilgrims making their way up, literally up to Jerusalem. Uh, the city of Jerusalem, uh, sits at a higher altitude than most of the surrounding area of It was the Judea. city on a hill. It's the city on a hill, literally. It's Mount Zion. Yes. And so to get to Jerusalem on foot, you literally walk uphill. And uh, these psalms were the psalms of ascent were sung by pilgrims as they were making their way up to Jerusalem to worship at the temple. That's right. Song, a song for going up. Actually, that's the would be the Hebrew translation of a uh, song of ascent, Shir uh, Ha Ma'aloth, a song for going up. And this was uh, that was the, the you know both geographically, but also it, it, a spiritual a spiritual ascent as well is taking place in the psalm. In fact, um, in my library, you know, with the books on the Psalms of Ascent or books on Psalms. Um, you notice in the subtitles of when the authors are writing these books, their subtitles tell you a little bit. One of them is by Eugene Peterson, and the subtitle is Discipleship in an Instant Society. Um, his book is called A Long Obedience in the Same Direction. Uh, there's 
Um, the Ups and Downs of the Christian Life is another subtitle, or Pilgrim Psalms for Life's Challenges and Joy. So uh, it really does, um, it comprehends a lot of uh, subject matter in this. Um, but um, we were talking before we got on air, there's a certain, there's many ascents throughout the, the these uh, 15 Psalms. Each, uh, in they're like in triads. It starts with... Um, being harassed, looking for help, and arriving in heaven, you might say, or being troubled, trusting, and triumphant. Yeah. So there's a these these many ascents on this long journey right. uh, that we experience on the way. And this mm-hmm. isn't just some sort of um, historically locked theology. In other words, you know, this isn't just psalms that we should think about, well, this was just Israel, the ethnic people of Israel going merely to the geographical place of Israel. This is really, uh, it, it was that, of course, but it's a picture of of how we experience life as Christians today. Zion is the people of God. It's where the presence of God is. Right. So God is showing us this this path, as it were, of, of a spiritual pilgrimage. And, and, that's, and that's exactly right. In fact, um, we can think about worship in fact in hebrews it talks about worship uh, in hebrews chapter 12 where it says but you've come to mount zion and to the city of the living god he's talking to us as worshipers the heavenly jerusalem and to the innumerable angels in festal gathering to the assembly of the firstborn who are enrolled in heaven and to god the judge of all and to the spirits of the righteous made perfect and to jesus the mediator of the new covenant so uh, this is our when we go up to worship, this is what we're experiencing too, and this is what the longing of the people were to, was for this worship experience. Yeah, and one other thing to be said before we even get into the Psalms, they're all about going up to the temple in Jerusalem. For us, for uh, for those of us who stand this side of the cross and resurrection of Jesus, for us, the temple is Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, and Jesus referred to himself as as the the new temple. Remember that Jesus uh, said, "Tear down this temple." He was talking about himself. Mm-hmm. Bring down this temple, and in three days I will raise it up. Yeah. Uh, for us, for us, uh, we no longer go to a physical location of the temple, but but we celebrate and remember that we are in Christ. Mm-hmm. He's our temple. So, so have that in mind as we as we go as we read these psalms as we study these psalms together because the the image of going up to the temple is going to come up again and again and again and for us that means going to Christ. Josh mentioned there's a historical aspect to this. You know, the the people of Israel would go up to Jerusalem um, and they would do that for the three annual uh, feast of Passover and Pentecost and the Feast of Booze. That they, you know, one was in the uh, spring, early summer, and fall. There were the three times of the year when, uh, you know, out of thankful duty. I mean, it was the duty of of them to go up there. But it, but if you look in the background of why they were going up, it was all in celebration of their redemption, all in ce- mm. celebration of their deliverance. Mm-hmm. So, so I mean, we live out of thankfulness to the Lord Jesus Christ for delivering us from our sin. They were living out of thankfulness to God for a deliverance that um, has that in view as well. That's right. Mm-hmm. So this psalm, this these psalms of ascent begin in Psalm 120, 
Right. And they go to Psalm 134. That's correct. Okay, so let's just go ahead and begin in Psalm 120. Here's what uh, this very short psalm says. In my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips, from a deceitful tongue. What shall be given to you, and what more shall be done to you, you deceitful tongue? A warrior's sharp arrows with glowing coals of the broom tree. Woe to me that I sojourn in Meshech, that I dwell among the tents of Keter. Too long have I had my dwelling among those who hate peace. I am for peace, but when I speak, they are for war. That sounds very contemporary. Yeah, yeah, it's very contemporary. <laughs> uh, here, you know, I'm, it begins. Uh, you know, we we talked about a, of a you know harassment. There's a certain harassment that's taking place. There's a certain uh, trouble that's troubling the soul of the of this psalmist, the one that's singing. And you know, he's he. You can hear it in the words. You know, there's distress, lies, deceit. Hate and war. It begin. It it begins in my distress. It ends with the word war, and this is kind of how we feel in our contemporary society. There's a sense in which uh, we are not at peace here. I'm for peace. In fact, he says, uh, you know, in the Hebrew, it would say, "I am peace." He, you know, this is my middle name. This is where I want to live. You know, he also realizes that. He's lived too long in that comfort zone of just going along with the world, too. You know, woe is me. I sojourn in message. I, I dwell among the tents of Keter. He's, he's saying that he's, uh, you know, he's made that his dwelling place. That was his street address as well. And uh, mm-hmm. he's, he's, he's a little bit uncomfortable. There's a, so within the psalm, there's a sense of repentance on his part. Yes. You know, that, that really is kind of the, the key change here in the in the psalm, he's it's his repentance and uh, and his desire. You know, he you know, and the uh, what I would say is the the accent for the ascent is on the word Lord here in this yes. passage. You know, this yes. is if I'm going to go, if I'm going to make this journey, I'm doing it with the Lord. Deliver me, O Lord. Uh, that's that's the real accent of the psalm. Yeah, and let's thank God once again just for the candor and honesty of the Psalms. This is, this is why the Psalms are such a treasure. Um, it, it reveals to us the heart of God, and, and it also reveals to us the honest heart of the psalmist, and that's why we identify with these prayers so much and why they're so powerful us, for us. Uh, just I'm thankful for its honesty. Look at verse 1. In my distress I called to the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not uh, a psalm for people who are trying to live in a fantasy world of unicorns and rainbows. That's um, this is this is a psalm for real life and for those times of distress that, yeah, that come to us. Yeah, the 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 word distress actually has this uh, meaning of being closed in and constricted. There's a certain claustrophobia about mm-hmm. his situation. And the thing is, is we've been told that the world is a wonderful place. The world is, you know, it's it's a harmless place. It's a peaceful place. And, you know, it, you know, if there's problems, it's all outside of us. It's just, that's the kind of way we're told to view the world. But the Bible is a lot more real about those things. Mm-hmm. Thankfully, yeah. Well, and that type of imagery can only be 
really held to in, in some sort of utopian West where we really live in Disneyland, although that seems to be kind of crumbling around us. But try to pass that view upon people who live in Nigeria or people who live in China or North Korea. That that's just a that's a very Western way of looking at the world. Certainly, and and, and you know this is you know we were, last week we were talking about Black Lives Matter and you know the Seattle Autonomous Zone and. Uh, there's a, you know, when that first was formed, you know, the, we were told that it was going to be the summer of love there. You know, the, this is what, because they don't get the world. They don't mm-hmm. get the world in which they live in. They don't get themselves. They don't understand the deceitfulness of the heart. Um, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. It says, who can know it in Jeremiah seventeen nine? And here's, you know, people who ignore that fact, you know, they're now... It's probably one of the most unsafe places to live in America would be in those eight blocks within yeah. Seattle. Yeah. Yes, and the psalmist acknowledges that he needs deliverance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, in my distress, I called to the Lord, and he answered me. What a, that's just a wonderful statement of affirmation of the faithfulness of God. He answered me. Mm-hmm. Deliver me, O Lord, from lying lips. We, we live in a world of lies. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we wonder, you know, how, how can I navigate my way in a world that is filled with so many lies and, and where so many people around me seem to be falling for the lies? Yeah. And, and they'll, they'll lie about you, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, this is the problem that the psalmist had, you know, as well. He he was a sub, he might have even been the subject of those lies. Mm-hmm. And even if, you know, I don't know if, about you, have any of you felt lied against? If you haven't, you haven't lived very long. Yes. Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, the psalmist is showing, he's just unpacking that, that first gospel promise in Genesis 3.15. There is a struggle in humanity between the seed of the serpent and the seed of the woman. And that's really what you feel here in Psalm 120. And the good news is, is that God promised that there was going to be one that would crush the head of the seed of the serpent. And that's where the Psalm of Ascent is going to take us. Hopefully you'll join us tomorrow on this program as we continue through. We'll see you next time. 